No clue. I have no memory of it. It's the weirdest thing. All, all the students in class that one day, and they said, "Oh, look what happened." <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, it it's, weird. It's, but it's anyway, weird. so that's I mean that's one I mean a lot of things changed on that day here in America. But I mean, we're, you were talking about um, we're talking about Trump, the administration. We we're talking about the homeless. Guess what, guys? I'm gonna give you that break. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we got Mark Neuer here. Um, we're gonna have Perry Borders in a little bit. Uh, don't go away. I'm gonna throw something at you. We were just talking about the homeless. Guess who else is talking about it? Our buddy, Sam Kennison, will be back after this. I just want to talk about this homeless situation. I'm really bummed out by this. 300,000 homeless. It's not bad. It's American. I mean, if you're going to be homeless somewhere, this is the place to be going homeless. But the Kurds would beat your ass to be homeless here. The Kurds dream about being homeless in America. They go, man, don't leave me alone. I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming about being homeless in America, huh? Garbage bins full of food. Oh my God! I swear to God, you can go behind restaurants and McDonald's and fast food places and eat better out of the trash bins in our country than 90% of the rest of the fucking world. If you're gonna be homeless, be homeless in America. Personally, I think it's kind of embarrassing because I think they need a kick in their fucking homeless ass for being homeless in America. I mean, if you can't get it together here, where the fuck did you expect to go? somebody that has a job. Get a job? No. <laughs> what do you mean? That much 
you have any friends, somebody that love you enough to, to you know, take you in and get you on your feet and want to help you fight back? No. <laughs> was there anything left inside you as a man that wants to get on his two feet and try to do something to change his world? No. No! <laughs> smokers something right now that I know for a fact you don't know, and I delight in telling my brothers things they don't know, particularly when they're true, which this is. Ready? Non-smokers. Ready? Drum roll. Non-smokers die every day. <laughs> See, I know you entertain some type of eternal life fantasy because you've chosen not to smoke. Let me be the first to pop that fucking bubble and send you hurtling back to reality. You're dead, too. 
And you know what doctors say, shit, if only you'd smoked, we'd have the technology to help you. <laughs> but you people dying from nothing that are screwed. I got all sorts of neat shit waiting for me. Oxygen lung, tents. It's like going to sharper image when I die. <laughs> People say the stupidest things too. Hey, you quit smoking and you get your sense of smell back. <laughs> I live in New York City. I don't want my sense of smell. <laughs> Is that urine? <laughs> I think I smell a dead fella. This is pretty weird. Anyone remember when Yule Brenner died and came out with that commercial after he was dead? You remember that? I'm Yule Brenner, and I'm dead now. What the fuck's this guy selling? <laughs> I'm Yule Brenner, and I'm dead now, because I smoke cigarettes. Pretty scary, but they could have done that with anybody, man. Guy in the States, this guy Jim Fix was a health nut, runner, jogger, wrote books about jogging, had a heart attack while jogging, and died. <laughs> they should have done that commercial with that guy. I'm Jim Fix, and I'm dead now. And I don't know what the fuck happened. I jogged every day, ate nothing but tofu. I'm dead. Smoked, drank, and got laid every night of his life. He's dead. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you better smoking, drinking. Girls are sitting on his cue ball noggin every night of his life. <laughs> but I know what you non-smokers are thinking right now. That's real cute, Bill. It's real cute. That's a cute little smoking thing. You just did it. And we want you to keep doing it, son, while you still have the breath left in you to do it. <laughs> that is my big fear in life, doing smoking jokes in my act, you know, then showing up five years from now. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Remember me? I was wrong. Smoking is real fucking bad for you. No joke. I've seen people do that. You ever seen anyone do that? Is that the spookiest fucking thing you've ever seen? You ever seen that? Is that unbelievable? If you're smoking out of a hole in your fucking neck, I'd think about quitting. Wouldn't you? I mean, at that point, chew some gum or something. I'm not I'm telling you how to live. I'm recommending use your options. This shows a commitment I cannot fucking relate to, man. I mean, we're beyond image at that point, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, what's next for that guy, you know? I just can't stop. It gets worse and worse every year. 
smoking. <laughs> They're starting to taste like shit. <laughs> Dude, you have a cigarette in your butt. May I recommend Nicorette gum? <laughs> I'm Bill Hicks, and I'm dead now. Because I smoke cigarettes. <coughs> cigarettes didn't kill me. A bunch of non-smokers kicked the shit out of me one night. I tried to run. They had more energy than I. I tried to hide. They heard me wheezing. But now I'm in heaven. Sniffing Yule Brenner's noggin. Imagine being in heaven with Yul Brenner, me and Yul Brenner, right? And Jim Fix is there, and we're comparing our lives. Hey, Yul, remember that one night we got so fucked up, and we got laid, and all those girls were fucking them? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Jim, what about you? <laughs> one night I ate too much tofu, and then went jogging. Yeah, great. Um, anyway... I know it's nasty, but I'm addicted, all right? And it tastes so good, too. It's a shame it's that secondary smoke that stinks so bad, because the stuff we're sucking up is fucking great, man. Mm, mm. Steak and potatoes. Lobster. Yule Brenner's noggin. Ow. I'm a heavy smoker. I go through about two lighters a day now, and... Uh, you can't imagine how thrilled I was, any smoker, to be, to find out there's a different warning on each pack. Mine say, warning, smoking may cause fetal injury or premature birth. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Found my brand. <laughs> Just don't get the ones that say lung cancer, you know. Shop around. It is your body. Yeah, give me a card to low birth weight. All right, we're back here live in studio. Studio line is open for at least another 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Studio line is 415-550-0511. And we're back here with Mark Neuer and Brandon Ray. And then just joining us now from Novato. <laughs> Man, you made it all the way from Novato. This is crazy. Hey. Uh, Perry Borders, everybody. Give it up for Perry. Hey, since there's more than one of us, go ahead and give it up. Um, wow, you made it. Thank you for making it. You are committed to comedy because how much stuff is going out on in Novato? How many open mics and how many stuff can you get into out there? Nothing is going on. That's what I thought. And I refuse <laughs> to do. It's like a desert, barren desert out it there. It is. Right? It is. So I travel here to do comedy. I'm kind of glad nothing's going on in Novato because I kind of don't want anyone I know to see me do comedy just yet. Mm -hmm. So. Okay, so you're at that stage. How I'm you, at that stage. Yeah, I know. I, I, About I, a year. I'm, like, we were just talking. I'm 10 years in. I, I just started letting people watch in the last week or two. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if I really did that, I would have been. So in the very beginning, they're very supportive. And, and you're right. You don't want to expose your friends and family and get them to get behind you until at least you have something. At least a solid five. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, and then, then when you show it to them that you won't be that embarrassed. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't know if you grab, do you grab material from your personal life? All of my material is from my personal life, but nothing really about my family. Come yeah, back. Just a, just a little bit. Sorry. No, no, I just was trying to do it so that nobody else knew. It's between you and I. Oh, okay. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. Oh, yeah, exactly. We're on radio, nobody can see us. So yeah, yeah. I can give all these visual cues and nobody will know. Yeah. Like, I could go like this and nobody knows I'm saying stretch it out. Ah. <laughs> I could be adjusting my mic or doing yeah. it and letting you talk away. So I feel like a director or conductor. That's what I am. Uh, the air traffic <laughs> Kind of one of those guys with the yellow lights that brings out the plane in the middle of the runway. I'm that guy. Right yeah. Follow me. I will lead you down the yellow brick road. Great. Okay. Thank you. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's, I told you that fucking caffeine wasn't a kick in, Mark. It, it's hitting. It's hitting. It <laughs> uh, there's like a random pill here in this. Uh... Oh, you know, you know, the worst thing is, I bet you it's the same random pill that was here last week. Uh -oh. <laughs> like some sort of herbal thing. Yeah, I'm going to take it. I don't it. mean cannabis no. herbal. I oh, my mean, God. It looks like, uh, no. like wheat germ. Oh, that has Ew. white stuff in it? Oh, my God, Mark, but don't do that. Have green stuff in it. Ew. Why are you just taking pills? Like pills like dust, or what is it? Pixie sticks. Oh, yeah. just... Should I snort it? <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah. What if I well, what if I put it? What if I sprinkle it on my cigarette? By the way, the characters here on <laughs> yeah. strictly totally fictional. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, we don't oh, exist. <laughs> as but soon as you come in here, entertainment purposes only. Oh man. Book a stick in me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take this. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it right here so we get back on topic, but I'm going to take that. Okay. Uh. Yeah, yeah, do. yeah. yeah. And I'll live stream it. It's kind of like a, what do they call a partying gift. Yeah, yeah. You're on a game like, show. And you don't win I think it's on it. You're actually on like a, uh, what is it, uh, Price is Right, and you actually yeah, don't yeah. guess the price of something, but you still go to spin the wheel. That's what you get. <laughs> you walk away with nothing, you get this. There's like dust coming out of it. probably anthrax. That's oh, yeah. the problem there. But that would make I a think great show. I think it's Alpha Brain by Onnit, because uh, I do have Alpha Brain tabs or not What's tabs. Alpha Brain? It's a it's like an herbal supplement. It's I a told you. yeah. That's, the that's, last one had green stuff in it, and it wasn't like a cannabis pill. It was like it looked like maybe guarana. Uh, What's guarana? I don't know. It's kind of like a or like ginseng. Uh huh. It uh, looked like an actual herb that somebody put into a capsule, and it was like their own little hippie way. Okay. Ashram kind of. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the Indian dance. Paul, Paul's doing a dance. Uh, yeah. Back to you, Perry. So you live in Nevada. How long have you been doing comedy? About a year. Yeah. 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 So how did you get into it? If you're out in the middle of barren, uh, no comedy land. I came to San Francisco, and then I just randomly did it one day and talked about double penetration. And then uh, Tony Sparks, love Tony Sparks, he came up to me. He's like, hey, uh, 20 words or less before the punchline. <laughs> so I guess I was just going on and on about double penetration. Yeah, so there's like... Is this a clean show? It is. It's oh, okay. not, it is not. No, it is not. Oh, good, it's, good. It's, 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 it's too late now. So we're not even doing a show. Nobody's listening. This is all kind of, wow. All of a sudden, my mic is out. Oh. oh, my mic has been out. Oh, because I turned it, it down to do something. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. So there it is. 
you guys probably heard something. I can't forget what I did. I, we were just talking about moving the mic. Uh, How long has my mic been down? I'm like, oh, why no. is the meat? Probably since moving? you came on. <laughs> I've just been talking. So anyway, so here I am. So folks. what's what's the what's the call in line again? Because that's probably why there's no colors. That's right. Four one five 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 zero zero five eleven. But anyway, I'm back. They're here. I'm glad I'm asking you random questions. So you've been doing comedy for a year. Awesome. But it, so you just you came to San Francisco not to do comedy. You just came to San Francisco and comedy. You ran into comedy. No, you know what? I wanted to do comedy for about a year, and I had been writing notes and ideas to do jokes and then one day I was like okay I gotta start sometime so I just did it I, it was at uh, Brainwash I feel really lucky to have done Brainwash before right it before, it, before it went poof away no yeah. and you were just talking about Tony Sparks and, and, and double penetration and it was so eerie because that's such a parallel to how I started just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> double penetration Pen with double Tony, penetration with, with, with Tony, Tony Sparks. Sparks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, and the brainwash, which is a whole different thing. Um, no, but yeah, no, I was I was fortunate enough to, to come through the school of hard knocks, what we call the brainwash, which actually, you know, towards the end, it was very user friendly. Um, in the beginning, it, it felt like you were at the DMV. Mm. What do you mean? Well, you just just hours waiting for hours and hours to you know waiting in a long line to sign a list and then waiting for hours to perform three minutes. Mm. Three minutes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, right? that's, it was I, only that's three why minutes. that's why copyright's like that with three minutes. That's ridiculous. And nothing against the copyright room. Nothing against Tony or anything. That is a ridiculous. That is a that is a ridiculous. I like a way to do a sh an open mic, in my opinion. What the fuck am I waiting to do? Because you're one of sixty or seventy. Yeah, there's so many other mics. There's so many other fucking mics. <laughs> what am I going? What? Why? What is the point? I used to make the little uh, the the sign-in sheet because I actually made it on the computer on like Excel or whatever I did, and it literally had like eighty spots, and sometimes they had to flip it over or put it in the notes section or. Oh wow! Yeah, it sounds like it was the mecca. I'm not. I'm not denying it. It sounds right. like it was the hangout spot for comics. But it, but it, but it was oversaturated right and you had to wait forever and, and most of the time as a comedian you either did one one of two things you either hung out there all night for your three minutes and you partied and you whatever whatever you did you did if you drank beer hung out with other comics smoking pot uh looking at herbal pills that somebody left behind whatever the fuck's going on right <laughs> that's what you were doing oh i mean 10 years ago i talk about it in my act that that you know 10 years ago everybody was be outside the brainwash and we'd all be smoking pot you know nowadays if the brainwash was here we would all be out there talking about our antidepressants yeah it's kind of a different thing but you know same thing and so the brainwash, it was kind of, it was a really a, a, a rite of passage. So I'm glad you, you were able to experience that period. Yeah, cool. yeah, it was a great place. I felt very like a San Franciscan. Cool. That's yeah. good. That's a good welcoming thing. Now, um, you're from Novato and you're from Modesto. You guys right. are kind of from the, the outlands. Where, where is Novato? Is that up north? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's about 40 minutes from here. It's actually, yeah, it's just literally like right over uh, the Golden Gate Bridge and through San Rafael and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you had a beautiful drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Nice, nice hilly. Yes, which is scenic. horrible, though, yeah. when it rains. I mean, I've... The, the drive. The 101. Oh. 
is terrifying because I've hydroplaned so much <laughs> on that highway. Yeah, oh, wow. that one part of Nevada where 101 is just like flat and straight. Is that the part you're talking about no, right before no, you no. get to like uh, uh, Sausalito and all that no, shit? No, it's all throughout the hills. I mean, because it collects at the b- very bottom. Oh, yeah. So, so it's all over the place. Yeah. I would hate to just have to do the drive over bridges every time I'm doing comedy, but I would do it. You really got to rev yourself up. Yeah. 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 I, that's why I kind of see. Too. So yeah. expensive. It is. It's so expensive. That's yeah. why I moved out here, but it's so expensive just to live it's so expensive just to even live here but that's why yeah. i moved here is because like just the commute to get here is so ridiculous the mm-hmm. traffic the everything everything oh my god so you moved out here for a comedy yeah oh, i moved cool. out here for comedy with another comedian who's from atlanta and he moved to stockton um and he was like trying to get into comedy but he didn't know what the fuck to do and we met in the castro i was with my girlfriend he was with his wife and we were walking like this and his wife had a really cool jacket on it was like pink and bubbly and uh <laughs> i was like i want to wear that jacket <laughs> and she let me wear the jacket so we, so we're sitting there we're talking i'm smoking a cigarette talking bullshit and he turns out he's in stockton um i'm living manteca at the time and i was like oh i'm a comedian you should come out to the open mics da, 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 da. and he was like oh i'm a comedian too i was like what <laughs> and then like three months later he moves out to san francisco and he's like you're not staying in modesto because i'd moved to modesto at that point he's like you're not staying in modesto because uh, that's where comedy goes to die. So you're, gonna, <laughs> you're gonna come to fucking San Francisco, and we're, we're gonna we're gonna work. You know what I mean? We're gonna because I was the first person to ever put him on a show. I was the first person to put money in his pocket. It was like forty five bucks for for it was opening. It was an opener spot, and I was I had like a four hundred dollar budget, which is which which, which which most people that defines you as a comedian as soon as you make any kind of real money, right? Anything yeah. anything over five dollars, which <laughs> we won't hey. talk about that last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had like a, a show that I do monthly and it's like the, it was the worst tips and it wasn't the worst amount of crowd we've had. I've actually had one time about six months ago, one guy showed up and it freaked me out and, mm. and there was only five of us comics. At that point, you're just having a conversation. Right. And I said, well, you guys want to run through your set anyway. And of course, everybody made the trip and they're like, fuck, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So we started talking and this guy was there and he listened to everything and he was laughing and he was really he was really good. He was a great audience member. He he did what we want every audience member. I wish we could take that guy and clone him. (laughs) So but at the end of the show, he went up to everybody and it was like very like remarked on their set. And said, oh, you know, I like the thing you did about the pedophile or whatever the joke was, right? Yeah. And he, he was really very specific. And then he handed each one of the comics 20 bucks. Whoa. And during the show, he was buying whoever wanted a drink a drink. Oh. Uh, we had snacks there that night. Last night, it was like usually the, the guys in the kitchen usually like, what do you guys want? I'll slide <laughs> you some food. Last night, I'm like, hey, what's up? And they're like. Oh, nothing. They're looking at me like like I'm asking if they have drugs or something. You know, like, hey, where can I score a little bit of, you know, onion rings, maybe some fries, you know, hook a brother up and shit. And he made it look like my boss is watching. There's cameras everywhere. <laughs> I think crazy. the boss was there. I, I don't know what was going on, but it was just... Anyway, so it wasn't as warm and friendly. And then we had whatever eight comedian or eight audience members six or eight audience members that kind of fluxed either way but each one of them i think only tipped like five bucks sometimes they average like 20 bucks ahead and so i'm giving every comic like 15 bucks plus they get a drink plus there's some food last night i felt like uh 
It's very humbling. No. You have a show like that, it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I've, when I was doing my show in Lodi, we had, we, it only went for like four, four shows. The first one was like really, it felt really just organic. And uh, the people that were there were just, it was a packed room. Uh, we didn't pass the tip jar because I was only like four months in a comedy. I didn't even right. know what a tip jar, jar was. Right. And, uh, and I'm producing and hosting and I'm doing all this shit. Like, I don't even know how to do. So like, well, well, that's how you get more stage time, right? You have to invent your more, your stage right. time as you go. Right. Exactly. By the way, we're at the top of the hour, guys. Okay. Mm. So that means we're going to go for a break. No, we're good. But okay. keep going for at least a couple minutes and then we'll go into a break, some commercial bullshit break, and then we'll be back. Cool. Uh, yeah. But like four months into comedy, I had this like ridiculous budget, but like I didn't know how to market. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Right. But I had like four hundred dollars like that's a lot of money like you i don't know like you do any show out here you have to like pull teeth to get a budget <sighs> out in lodi they were he was just like yeah four just well, four hundred i was telling work. him about last night and the person that was my sponsor at this club i was saying fuck i felt bad for the comics i should at least went to little caesars and picked up a five dollar hat and ready yeah <laughs> i'm like fuck man what's right. up with that oh my God. but the last time i did that the one one comic goes oh that's got pork on it because I got pepperoni. Oh. He goes, it's got pork. Like, uh oh, that he does it his religion or whatever he can't eat. Oh fuck! Should have got a kosher one too. That's Can why I get a pepperoni and a kosher pizza, yeah. please? That's what five dollar hot and ready kosher, <laughs> gluten free. Yes. You know what's great about the pepperoni pizza? No you lactose. Can Pick the pepperonis off. Well, oh. yeah, Pick every then there's the grease. Ah. There's the, the, the pepperoni grease. Uh. It, it's been it's been tainted by the pig. Yeah. Which I fucking love. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I Little guess. Caesars is bomb. I, I swear to God, if there wasn't good. a... So good. <laughs> oh, man. I love, I love some pork. <laughs> pork, yeah. I'm just saying, Little Caesars in general, I'm though. I'm down with pork. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you, you. <laughs> Sorry, doing all these moves. I'm if doing my gangster signs, you know. If Porky the Pig was a gangster. <laughs> if Porky the Pig he was, was from so Compton. thug, walking if, around. If Porky the Pig was from East Oakland, <laughs> he'd have a real corral of some bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to Porky. <laughs> so back to you, Porky. Yeah, back to you, Porky. What do you got in the field? Um. All right, so that's cool. No, you guys are, you guys have experienced some pretty cool stuff in the time. I, I, what's your hell gig? What's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? And then we're going to go into a break, and then we'll be back, by the way. Just a uh, little break. Fine. A little break, like a three-minute break, guys, by the way. We just need to readjust our seats. And If you want to go first, I have a lot. So <laughs> uh, I have to get the underwear out of my crack, whatever. <laughs> this, was, uh, this was at OMG, uh, so it wasn't a show. But um, it wasn't a show. So it was at OMG. So it wasn't a show. <laughs> so it was a piece of shit. Is what no, it, was. it was. It was an AA meeting for comics, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what it feels like. Hi, my name is Perry. Hi, Perry. Uh-huh. It's been a week since my last set. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Go ahead. It's very rough. So right. um, I'm not 21. So I said, uh, I don't get someone shouted something out. And I was like i don't get that reference because i'm 19 and then the bartender oh, was like geez. you better get out from behind was the bar a, was that a tuesday i believe so or was that a was that a sunday because i'm 19 and i'm dumb as fuck <laughs> yeah yeah and uh and then i try and then one of the comedians was like hey she's fine don't worry and she and i've, I've been back and they never say anything it was because the chick she, bartender 
She was the chick. Oh, she was so wife. in the beginning of hour one, when you and I were talking about, uh, you were talking about your beanie uh-huh. and people getting like, like, what's up with that? And we were talking about people wearing hoodies and just taking you wrong. I was going in with a comedian. I was going into the punchline and he was underage and he goes, you think of, I, I look okay. Do you think I look of age? Aww. And he's all straightening himself up. And I'm like, well, either take your hat off or definitely don't reverse it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he goes, what do you mean? And I'm like, because t- over 21 year olds don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I hella do. I don't know. I, 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 when I have a nice hat, I'll wear it backwards. Well, yeah, but, but, but I get carded. On I get hat, carded. But I mean, like he looked, made it look like he was thug and, and, and he was white oh. and it just, it just, no. Yeah. No, I wear like a trucker hat backwards. It, it you know looked I mean? like he was underage. It looked like he was 18, 19. Yeah. Don't like, tell anyone I'm not 21. I'm like, no, no one will book me. Leave the hat off <laughs> or turn it around front I think thing. it was like, yeah, I know it. Thing. I know it. I'm going to get a fake soon, everyone. So don't worry. Yeah, Serena got, got a fake one. Talk is she, is she not 21? No, she just turned 21 like yesterday. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wait. Get, what are you getting? A fake ID? Yeah. Today, yeah. I think she just turned 21 literally today. But, Aww. you know, whatever. The people would, would not book her. So she was, she just wouldn't got a fake ID. She was like, I, who's I want to book. the thing. You have to huh? lie. Who's this? Uh, it's uh, Serene. Okay, she, cool. She's someone in the scene. But she's, she's 21 great, now. She's a great comedian. Um, yeah, she's had good sets that I've seen. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I would say that she, she <laughs> has good sets. No, 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 no. She's had good sets. I, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I don't think anyone. Her do well. That's that. Yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I have, and uh, I just. I don't think that anyone at this stage is is great. I don't think anyone in the scene is great. I've, yeah. I've seen like three great comedians that have come from this scene, and or that are in this scene still. Uh, it's not a matter of like not someone not being good, but to say like, for me to be like, yeah, fucking. Whoever the fuck, you know, Joe Schmo down there that hits OMG every every week. Like, I, I don't know. They're they're good. We're all real. We're all hustling. Like, and I and like until I like until I see someone like just like flip a fucking room upside down. Like, I'm not. I'm I'm not like subscribing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not subscribing to anyone. Yeah. Like, because you can have a cool five to ten minute set that you've mastered and that's cool but like until you can you go to a room and have no material and just fuck up a room with just a few jokes but mainly it's just you're just fucking them up you're just punching them you don't even realize you're punching them it's we're, i'm not at that level i'm not great I'm, here, I'm, here's I'm, my best sets my best sets are like uh like the club we did last night perry when it's a when it's got a decent audience which it, you know so that's the only thing it did have for you comedians last night it, at least it had six people listening to you mm-hmm. right but so anyway i like it when that room's got 20 people plus yeah um i like it when i haven't even started the show yet it's like 15 minutes before the show starts i set up the microphone and i start talking and some random audience member will just start sitting in the front seats and i'll start having a conversation and then more will come in from the bar and all of a sudden it's not even showtime, and I've been talking for 10 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I didn't do any material in there, but they were f- losing their shit. And it's like, wow, why didn't I have uh, my phone on record? Why didn't I have my laptop uh, videotaping me? It's right fucking there. I think that most my like the greatest sets that I've had are off record like they're not being recorded yeah so because like, you don't have any of that pressure and you're able to just just do whatever the fuck you want i did 65 minutes and yeah it's a lot of time i did at the same club oh, but okay. in that you know where the bar is right yeah i was in the corner of that place and there was so i didn't invite any comics because um i this was a year ago plus yeah. at this place and 
I had actually had really great comics for a couple of weeks right prior to that, and there was no audience members and no tips, no shit, whatever. And and I was at least bringing the pizza, but what the fuck? There was nothing else there other than an empty room, mm-hmm. right? So I didn't invite comics this one week because I said, I know it's going to happen. I'm going to invite these killer comics from all over the Bay. They're going to show up. And I'm going to feel like shit and I'm going to have to at least pass some five or ten bucks of my own money times five comics. Right. Or I'm going to feel like shit. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to invite anybody. I'm just going to go there this week. And matter of fact, when nobody shows up, I'm going to I'm going to grab my gear and and just tell them, hey, you know what? We need to rethink this. Maybe we need to do this every, you know, less often, less frequent or you guys need to advertise or whatever. We need to rethink this. And so I went there the one night, and there's people there. No comics, people there. And I'm thinking, fuck, really? (laughs) You gotta be shitting me. And he said something about, oh, well, we made these little cards that went up on the end of the bar, these little things that people, and then we put the little flyer on there, and so I guess that's why they're here. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, okay. And I felt really shitty, so... I knew nobody was coming. <laughs> so I literally just set up my gear. And I, like I said before, I just started talking to them. And all of a sudden, I think I started doing my set. I really did. I remember. I remember I went into it because my mantra for the last 10 years, by the way, we are like 10 minutes after. We're not even going to do a break. Fuck that. We're just going to do a musical break and then go into the 420 shout, uh, shout out uh, with Patrick Carlin. That's how great of a conversation we're having here but anyway so my my mantra for my set or let's say my voice was always i'm a single dad with four kids at home that was always like my lead-in to a lot of it for like the last 10 years that's always kind of like my basis for my writing and so i remember starting it and i started talking about one of my kids and there was a group of two guys in one table. There was like, let's say 10 people in this room, mm-hmm. um, which I was, com- when I was coming there, there was like the bartender and me and the, 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 the host there. So there was three people in the room f- for the weeks prior to that. So this is 10 other people, actual patrons, and they're all over the room. And when I started my set, all of a sudden this one guy kind of left and he's nudging his buddy and goes, Oh, that's fucking you. Or something like that. He goes, you got the, he goes, yeah, I know. I feel your pain or something like that. The guy says to me and I'm like, Err. so I put the brakes on my set and I just go, oh, really? What's up with you? Yeah. And so he starts telling me about his kid. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. You know, don't you hate it when? And this is that. And it was funny. And then somebody else piped in and said, ah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it ended up being like a big collective like i was working the room i was conducting the room and all of a sudden it came like what we're doing here is a conversation just imagine this conversation times 10 people right yeah i almost i mean i am nobody's laughing so hard now but we're we're we're, 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 we're entertaining ourselves (laughs) see there you go i i am desperate for attention when i'm on stage (laughs) so when uh, I get a heckle or some sort of comment. I'm like, thank God they are listening and I have so- someone's attention. That's when I write my best material. So I was really contrived. Not that I'm uh, so 
so natural now, but my my writing was really contrived in the beginning, and there was a lot of wordplay and pun and bullshit. It was a lot of hacky jokes like I did earlier. A lot of shit like that, and you're going, fuck, did he just say that? And so there was a lot of that, and so you you work that out. You work out the bugs. You know, right. it, it, it kind of becomes natural and you find your way, but it's it's just so different, right? I, I do want to say I am sorry. You you made a comment. Uh, you're like, hey, let's try to keep it pretty clean. I have no <laughs> clean material. So. Oh, my God. So that's the first thing is, okay, so I said, hey, comics, let's keep it semi-clean. And then I did my little, I think I did eight minutes of just, bullshit i don't even i think i told two jokes in there the one was about uh being single and being in a couple or whatever mm-hmm. i think i only told i told two jokes in the eight minutes it was more like it was just bullshitting around <laughs> but anyway i brought you on stage and i told all the comedians hey be semi-clean because some of these guys are really uh conservative you know i don't want to say republicans but they're just really kind of some of them could be uptight and i don't want to get an email <laughs> right I go, there's every, they always say, oh, get dirty. Come on, no, uh, get dirty. And then every time we have it, every month, they go, oh, yeah, you know, that was pretty fun. That guy was good. This girl was funny. Blah, blah, blah. You should have that person back. Oh, and by the way. Uh-oh. <laughs> there's always at least one by the oh, way. And there's one always the one way. person that got a bug up their ass because of something that was said. Yeah. And so I doubt if you're going to be the email. But, <laughs> but you're probably not going to get that prestige. But it was funny because your opening was, what do you guys feel about Bush? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you weren't talking about the Bush family, like the presidents. You were talking about actual, yes. Yeah. And I want participation immediately. Right. I you think. want feedback about Bush. And, and, and you got feedback because somebody was in mid-bite of their food, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so that's always delish. Yeah. What would have been great is if I had done well. but <laughs> You did good. You, I you did know all what? right. You know what? I felt bad because I think... I gave you the wrong spot or I should have said warm up or like punch the bag or go stretch or I should have warmed up the crowd better. As a host, I should have warmed up the crowd better. Okay, there you go. There's, there's, yeah, it's your fault. It's my blame. (laughs) Hey guys, better back. uh, Let's keep, okay, here we go. Let's stretch it out a little bit, guys. (laughs) So we're going to talk about it for a second. Then we're going to go to the 420 shout out with Patrick Carlin, all the way from the deep, deep woods of Woodstock. We're going to get talking about that guy, but I got to play him something. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to play him, but it will be something cool and delicious. Now, how do we keep up with everything that's uh, Perry Borders and Mark Neuer? Tell, Tell us how to keep up with everything you guys are doing you're uh do you have any uh showcases coming up any shows that you want to tell us about and then also like your website your twitter your facebook page tell us all this shit before i can go okay so i have a show coming up in santa cruz at blue lagoon um oh i love that so if you oh really yeah Yeah, is is that is cree actually or is it going to be dna 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 okay cool yeah yeah who was hosting it because i know cree's going to be taking over that room in a little bit yeah yeah because dna's making his own club over there his own club yeah that's what i hear that's what i hear good for him have you ever done the stripper show no it's Uh, a fun show detox yeah yeah it's an amazing room yeah at the detox uh so it is it's actually coming back soon uh and at 
December actually first first week of December on Thursdays and Saturdays uh, I think it starts at 11 o'clock at the Crazy Horse in downtown San Francisco okay. off of 6th Street right um, and it's it's uh, it's up above the Crazy Horse it's called the Sweet Spot and they smoke weed they do dabs there's some strippers uh, there's a lot of comedians it's a really good time it goes to like 3 in the morning sometimes um, great for butt implants if you're wondering what <laughs> oh, that yeah. looks like it is great to see some fucking pussy for free as a comedian yeah. you go there you see you see the whole dance the feature act which is the porn star she's like dancing on the stage she's like putting her pussy in people's faces but it's does amazing. she really take off her underwear yes I've, oh, I've, I've seen it I've seen that. Holly Hendricks shove her underwear inside of her pussy and then pull it out and put it around a guy's neck Ooh. and I was not that guy and I went home and cut myself <laughs> Would you really want that? That's Oh my god, I would fucking put it oh, down my wow. throat. Are you Ugh. kidding me? <laughs> oh jeez. All right. Guys. <laughs> it could have been her fucking used sock. I, I still know. would have done it. All right, here you go. I'm going to do a little bit of blues here for uh, Patrick Carlin, and then we'll be back with a 420 shout out. And here we go. Uh, a little bit of Robert Cray here on the edge, guys. We'll be back.
All right, I know you guys were thinking it is uh, 4.20 on the right coast. Wow, here. Music, stop playing for me. There we go. Wow. That was interesting. Hey, guys, I know you're thinking... I'm far away from the microphone. That's right. Um, you are? It is 423 on the right coast. And as far as I'm concerned, it's 423 here on the left coast. Joining us from upstate New York, usually lying from WDST in upstate New York. But right now, he's somewhere in the deep woods at the Old Stoner Cafe. Let's give it up for our boy, Patrick Carlin, everybody. Woo-hoo. What's up, buddy? Hey, all's well. I'm always too far from the mic, but it doesn't make a shit because I'm such a fucking loudmouth. <laughs> well, with me, that's what happened with me earlier. I actually had my microphone down for a moment, and I figured, you know what? I've got one of those fucking voices that just carries into the other microphones anyway. Oh, that's right, man. It's, you know, it's a loud voice, and it's a good voice. That's it. So what's up with you, dude? Uh, nothing much. I'm just having a nice, mellow day. Some people came by with those things that are like... Uh, what are they? Uh, you're smoking hash oil is what you're fucking doing. You're smoking hash oil? Oh, you're smoking like... Hey, well, we there used, you go. We used to call it like honey oil, but nowadays the kids are calling it dabs or, yeah. or wax no, or just, shatter or whatever it, it is. Plain old-fashioned fucking hash oil. Oh, plain old-fashioned hash oil, just like the good shit. We used to make that shit when we were up in Vermont back in 1975. Because we grew such shitty reefer that the only thing it was good for was to put it in this isomerzer machine that I bought off a High Times ad. And we'd bring that shit down to the old neighborhood and give it away, man. (laughs) Those were the days. No, I'm here. We're hanging out. I was just telling. It, it, it is a different thing nowadays, though. So you had somebody come by with the good, the old good stuff, and now you're just hanging out doing your thing. Oh, absolutely. Letting my brain, you know, fuck off. Hey, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Patrick, this is Mark. My name is Mark. I got a quick question for you. So, see, how long have you been smoking for? How long have you been smoking? Like, when was the first time you smoked? Uh, like hash hash oil did you smoke it off of like a a coal because I hear that like back in the day they used to like get a coal they'd use a straw they'd drip the, the hash onto the coal the smoke oh, would go you up could and do that. yeah yeah we had kids we we were in the kitchen at a, at a school for rich kids going wrong and, and a couple of the kids used to put the hash oil on their fucking eggs in the morning <laughs> oh, wow. did you ever use a hot knife those were funny, funny years, Mark. Uh, you'd have enjoyed them. And, uh, as far as <laughs> I definitely would have enjoyed them. Yeah. Being uh, a rich kid in general would have been nice, actually. Just being rich, having a wealthy family to be a, uh, the, the bad kid of would have been great in general. So. Oh, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> and they were good kids. Believe me, you guys would have loved them, Mark and Perry. Uh, <laughs> they, they loved each other, and, and you didn't know which ones were rich and which ones weren't and shit. And we had fucking heiresses there, and they were as cool as the other ones. And What, what was, year was this? That was back in 73. Jesus Christ. And, and just to let you guys know, Patrick's very worldly. He's been everywhere. Like, we talk about, you know, the mission here in San Francisco, and, and Patrick can tell you about the time he's been in this in this town. And so, he, you're pretty worldly, man. You've done your time. You, you've gone around a little bit, buddy. I've never, been, I've never been out of the U.S. except to Trinidad and Tobago and then uh, the trip through Mexico one time. And uh, both places were full of fucking ganja and and Oaxacan (laughs) and shit like this. I always run into good shit to smoke no matter where I go. But back to Mark, 
The first time I smoked, Mark, was in 1949. Jesus Christ. And I was about 17 years old, waiting to be 18. You were 17 years old in 1949? Yeah. How many years did you sell your soul for? Jesus Christ. (laughs) I was born in 1931. So that, you know, it was October. So for half the year, I was one age. And then after October, I would turn another age. But I was still too young to drink, but I had phony ID. And we used to drink, we were real close to Harlem, and you could get served down on 25th. And uh, so we were drinking, and this bartender said, you want to go to an after-hours joint? And we said, yeah. And we went over, and uh, we went in this place called the Abraham Lincoln Lodge. It was beautiful. And uh, I went in to take a leak, and two guys were smoking a joint. And that was my first, uh, my first taste of it. And I was full of gin and beer, and I said, ah, thanks, guys, but that shit don't do nothing, you know. <laughs> and it was a few years before I ever got righteous about it, and that was when George came west in 1966. And I had been, I had quit drinking for two years, alcohol, and I, so I wasn't doing nothing, and then here comes George with Panama Red. <laughs> and I never quit smoking since, i got to tell you the truth, Mark. Panama Red. That's that'll date you there too. You don't even have to put a year on it. I remember uh, Panama Red in the '70s, and I wasn't smoking it, but I remember like uh, my parents' peers were smoking it, and that was the big thing. That in the Maui Wowie. I have a question. Uh, Have you ever been so desperate that you've uh, smoked the resin on your pipe? Oh, come on, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what Does he sound like a rookie? Pat- Patrick's a stoner, man. Patrick's a true blue stoner. But how about this? Yeah. You ever been so desperate that you bought resin from your friend to smoke? Because <laughs> oh, no, no, I, I, I sold my friend some resin one time in high school. I sold him a fat ball of it for, for, for 20 bucks. <laughs> 20 bucks? 20 bucks, he bought a fat ball of resin. Like it was hash or yeah, something. Dude. Oh, that's oh, funny. Yeah. He passed it off like some cross between black tar heroin and hash. It'll get you there. No, I remember having to clean it out of my bong, and it was so bad that you had to like get like a coat hanger. Yeah, and that's when you had metal stems. See, this is when we were using plastic that had what is it? The BPC, the stuff that gave off those deadly fumes we don't know about that we know about now, and then also had the metal stems that they say if you smoke smoke out of a metal metal pipe that you can get like Alzheimer's early. Use a metal pipe, all those pipes that would fit together as mm-hmm. a little pieces and mm-hmm. stuff. I should I have Alzheimer's now. Yeah, yeah. My I mom should have full-blown Alzheimer's. By the way, you guys, the pipe. My mom I think got. the vaping is gonna kill your fucking generation. Yeah. That's what vaping's gonna do. Yeah. Everybody's uh, like, oh, it's so fucking safe. I, I'm. You're gonna kill yourself on cotton fucking candy. You're bringing copper is a lot worse than just. Nothing. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh god. I don't do anything like that. So. Memories of reefer. There you go. Memories of reefer. <laughs> Oh, there yeah. you go. And so you got a digital pen. Perry's got her little yeah. digital pen going on. She just whips it out like no no problem. Nobody's business. I still like rolling a joint. Cool. Yeah, I, love right. I like joint. the feeling of a, a nice, good yeah. rice paper between my fingers. Do you yeah. smoke blunts, Patrick? Like uh, Swisher? Yeah. What's that? Do you smoke what they call blunts, which are um, like wrapped in uh, tobacco, like uh, a Swisher or a like blunt a, wrap, or a, I'm sorry, a little cigar? 
Or I do don't you... know. I got Rasta friends that give me these things in light brown paper. Oh, okay. Thank right. You. Is that... Could that be it? it, it those might be was, what they call raw papers. Said you only said they say that. there's combos. Yeah. This, this is a combo, Patrick, or something. And it's got, you know, great shit in it and all. And, right. Uh, yeah. No, it's I, probably, I, well, you're probably talking about one of those papers that they call raw papers that are like natural paper, like almost gluten-free. I don't right. know what the fuck. Non-GMO yeah. vegan. Yeah, vegan yeah. gluten-free. What am I, eating it? What the fuck? But they're natural papers. They're, they're not made with any pesticides or whatever. And I was like, really? Why would? Why do they do that, Patrick? Let me ask you something. Yeah. They will take something natural right out of fucking... They will take something out of nature... Yeah. And then inject something as synthetic as fuck into it, and yeah. then they serve it up to us, the American public. Yeah. Well, that's their job, fucking things up. <laughs> right? What was it? You know, I've heard your brother yeah. talk about, you know, lead in toys and, and paint and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. And, uh, they you know, just fuck up a free lunch, bro. They, uh, that, that's where they're at. They just, well, let's they go. This fuck is up so a free nice. Lunch. Let's that's see hilarious. how we can fucking uh, fuck it up. Well, like even in them. schools, that you know, for like, uh, like ten years prior to this, they've been, uh, uh, what is it called? Um, taking asbestos out of school buildings, out of school yeah. rooms, and it's like, really? We put dangerous shit that kids are breathing in while they're young and... We used to take that shit out of the dump over by Columbia and use it for chalk to keep score on our stickball game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and your brother talks that you talk about it, too. You talk about swimming in the Hudson. What oh, kind of shit a. was floating in the Hudson when oh, you were man. swimming in the fucking Hudson? Human yeah, bodies. They, me, they, say, you know, the doc, they say, do you want a flu shot? I say, what are you, fucking crazy? I swam in the Hudson fucking river with the turds and the condoms, man. We had to do the Hudson crawl, pushing that shit aside. And uh, nobody got polio in my neighborhood. What are you, crazy? We're immune to everything. That was a filthy fucking river. Jesus, you, a lot of people besides Jesus could have walked on that motherfucker. Well, it was thick. And Mark Diesel just said, oil. made a mention. Mark just made mention of like you know somebody getting whacked like Soprano style and yeah, fucking dude. bodies floating up. Guarantee. Fuck the condoms yeah. and the shit. Body parts I coming up. Yeah, yeah fucking I fingers and toes. Oh, There's God. Jimmy fucking Hoffa right yeah. there in the Hudson. Tell 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 Mark that I worked at 220 South Street over by the East River between the Brooklyn Bridge and the Manhattan Bridge, and I watched him pull a fucking stiff out of the river, and just as he got out of the water, three fucking eels jumped out of his gut. Oh, my God. I was never into eels anyway. But the old Italian guys and the old Irish guys would go down to the docks and, uh, and fish for those ugly motherfuckers and then eat them. Eels. Oh, my yeah. God. oh the eels. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> that's like people who go fishing in the Delta and stocked in California, dude. Those are some dirty fucks, dude. Oh, you you're g- crazy. You- Absolutely, you are what you eat, man. You know, yeah, good dude. luck. That's why I'm such an asshole. Well, they say you shouldn't eat any fish that you get out of the bay, but I can go to a ton of places that where there are people they're fishing the hell out of the bay, and we eat here in the bay. We get a lot of stuff like crab. Like they're talking about crab season coming back. As consumers, you can get that at any market. You're eating stuff right out of the bay, so. Is it is it safe or is it not? You know, I guess you just gotta. It doesn't smell safe out here. Listen, the earth, as my boy Dennis says, the earth is a dangerous fucking place. 
Yeah. And uh, that's it. It's not for pussies. I'm sorry. You know, it's, it's just you got to be a fucking survivor and you got to get with shit and you got to scuffle. Am I right, Perry? Am I right? Mark? You are right. Hey, I have another question. Have you yeah. ever tried uh, shark? Shark? Yeah. No, I never ate shark, but I ate barracuda, man. Oh, wow. How was that? Oh, my wife cooked it, and it was like brook trout, man. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, that's okay. That sounds Uh, delicious. Yeah, yeah, fish are okay with me. I don't eat meat because I decided I'd quit doing that a couple of years ago. Not for my health or nothing, but I started saying, what kind of a fucking species are we? To raise fucking animals just to eat the motherfuckers. That's got to be a certain kind of a sick son of a bitch. Yeah. Look at these 4-H things of some little chick in Iowa, like about a nine-year-old, and she's holding the little fucking lamb. And I think that fucking family's going to be eating that motherfucking lamb in about a year. (laughs) And uh, they'll all think it's fucking cool. So an ad, it showed a picture of a pig facing a dog. And it says, why is it okay to eat one of them? <laughs> yeah, you and appara- I mean, pigs are supposed to be as intelligent as two-year-old humans. Yeah. I believe that. I definitely believe that, Perry, and I've seen that, and I believe you are correct, and that's why I just can't. One of the guys in, uh, in, in, in one of the old groups a long time, uh, the ones who did uh, some flaming fucking thing or something, I think it was a, God, it was a strange group. I loved them. And uh, my brother George told me that one of the guys said, I never eat anything that has a face. It's a nice thought, you know. But uh, I I, I just don't eat meat anymore, and I don't give a shit, you know. Right. Yeah. When I quit shit, I don't give a shit about it anymore. So that that makes it kind of nice. You know, it's not like a struggle. And I'm not not a complete uh, vegan and shit. I don't believe that they're overworking the bees when I eat their fucking honey. What about uh, what about cigarettes? Did you ever smoke cigarettes? I smoked Lucky Strike cigarettes <laughs> from age 11 years old until age 36, and then that was a couple of years after I quit. I quit drinking at 33. So I'm sitting there on a New Year's Eve, and I'm looking at my kids playing in the backyard. We were trying suburbia for a few years. And uh, I looked at my wife and I said, you know, I don't want to get short-winded, honey. It was New Year's Day, and I don't make, you know, resolutions or shit, but I'm, a, I'm an overly dramatic asshole. <laughs> so I took my lucky strikes and I, I said, I don't want to get short-winded. I want to throw the ball with the kids. So I crushed up my pack of luckies and I threw it in the fireplace and I said, oh, I'm not doing that shit anymore. Good for you. And that was the end of smoking. Yeah. Hey, it's you- weird how, how you can get lucky with shit. My wife smoked, and she went and got her fucking teeth cleaned. And she came back and said, oh, my mouth feels so good, honey. I'm going to quit smoking. And she quit. <laughs> oh, so geez. some people are very lucky, Perry, and I don't know what that is. Others have to suffer like this ad with Ray Liotta. Oh, the the, the Chantrix, the Chantrix commercial. And he had to do the Chantrix. I mean, he looks like he goes. He he looks like the same with alcohol, man. (laughs) Uh, They people that have to have a sponsor and have to go to the meetings once a week, and God bless them, they better, because I'm for whatever frees a person from alcohol. It's a shitty fucking substance. 
Well, you know, it is. It, it's one of those things you got to be pried away from. Kind of like the next show that's on right after The Edge of Insanity. That's right. It's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Hi, are you here already? Yeah, man. Drinking coffee. <laughs> Good hanging guy, out. Mike. He's drinking his coffee, hanging out, doing what he does best, getting prepped all for his show, dude. Yeah, the show that's is... good. That's what I do best is drinking coffee. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, you got to drink it all day. Otherwise, you go Who to you sleep. Who you got tonight? So, uh, the movie today is called Hot Dog, the movie. It's from the abyss of the 80s, and it's about a ski school and the snobs and the slobs, and there's a ski race, and there's a lot of hot dogging on the skis. <laughs> so, that's classic 90s. Uh, and uh, you can find the show. It follows uh, Paul's live... Uh, and you can you hear us at the end of his show, but our feed on iTunes is L W A F L M O Y T. That's funny because I remember Hot Dog the movie too. That was one of those really, uh, really funny ones. It was kind of very, uh, and it, 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 what, it, what that wasn't the one with um, with George Lopez, was it? That was uh, no, ski that was school later. or something. Yeah. Well, it was more of a ski resort. There was a pseudo sequel from the director, and that film was called Hamburger. The movie, oh, yeah. which we have watched, is about a hamburger academy where if you want to start a franchise, you go to like Hamburger U. Um, but it's just like Police Academy, and there's a drill sergeant. So this is a different film. Okay, there you go. So again, don't go away. You don't have to turn your dial. Just sit there, hang out with Mike and Carl, and and, and pull up a YouTube. <laughs> yeah, and don't forget, Paul counts us down. So we we love Paul. Paul's on our show. Yeah, last week he was Dakota because Dakota. Paul was so. Uh, intertwined with his guests or whatever was going on, but Dakota, he did he did great. Dakota, he did, he did well. Um, but but I will be there this week for you. I'll be doing the countdown with you and Carl. Um, and thanks for telling us what's going on, Mike. Go back to drinking your damn coffee. <laughs> thanks, Mike. Well, there you go. All right, we're back here live with us in the studio. So what in the hell were we talking about, Patrick? Quit and shit. Quit, quit and shit. Well, you quit drinking, wasn't it, in 64, 65 because of your that shit? That was another funny one. Yeah, I'd been drinking since I was fucking 15 and never went drinking once in my life without the intention of getting drunk. So that's a bullshit thing when they say it sneaks up on you. <laughs> it don't sneak up on you. But I drank from then until I was 33 and I got all kinds of bullshit and problems and shit. You know, stupid shit happened to me. I was young and wild. And, uh, I was doing my second uh, drunk driving charge. I had pumped up a .24, and the cops had all had a good time listening to me motherfuck them and shit like that. And uh, and I, I decided, I thought, you know, I said, God damn it, I'm about to lose my fucking job as a car salesman, and I don't know how I'm going to do and shit like that. And all I said, I, I think I'll quit drinking. <laughs> so when, I, when Marlene picked me up, I was going home, and I said, I'm quitting drinking, Marlene. <laughs> she said, yeah, it wouldn't even talk to me. And I said, no, really, I'm not going to quit anymore, ever. And I never drank again. And that was like a long time ago, because that was 33 from 87, whatever the fuck that comes up to. Yeah, so there you go. That And then that's when you kind of like... There's let... no substitute for luck. Don't ever forget that, my friends. And that because I attribute anything nice in my life that happened to me to luck. L-U-C-K, and I always capitalize it. And here's the quote for the day. Anyone who's alive who doesn't pay homage and acknowledge luck is an ungrateful motherfucker. You can write that down. Because I don't deserve uh, to be here except for luck many times. 
and you guys look back at your lives and think about shit that you thought of as bad luck and how that bad luck that you thought then turned into good luck when you gave it the old what they call 2020 hindsight. Oh, Jesus, I'm glad that chick sent me a fucking dear John. <laughs> How's that for a thought? Well, yeah, there, there's relationships that you're like, why did that happen? Why did I have to go through that? I guess it was a learning experience, but it's like, that really sucked. That really hurt, or that was whatever that was. It's like, well, you had to experience that, apparently, at that point in time in your life, and I guess you and shouldn't question. How did it come out, Mark? How did it come out for you, Mark? What, it, 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 no, I'm talking. This is Paul, but it's okay. Oh, you were the one who said you had that happen in your life. Well, no, I mean just in general. Um, I yeah. think I think it, it, everybody has to go through their own experiences, and if you if you have everything laid out for you, if you have all your ducks in a row, and everything's just handed to you, what, come, come get fucked up. Right, right. I mean, what does that what does that do for one soul? One, what does that do for like you know? I always talk about creativity. What does that do for you know, what makes, yeah. what drives me, what makes me put pen to paper, you know? You know what I say about getting your ducks in order, Paul? What's that? Fuck them. Right. You go <laughs> along and do your thing, and you know what? They'll get in order on their own. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> so, life. Yeah, because if everything's handed to you, you're not going to be able to experience any kind of fucking life. You, you gotta, no, you'll you, be a useless piece of shit, and all you'll be able to do is piss and moan about how unfair life is to you because you don't understand that that's it. You know, it's like you're in the chow line, the chow line of life, and everybody getting a steak, everybody getting a steak, everybody, and you get a little burger. Keep moving, motherfucker. Don't even ask why. Shut the fuck up and move along. That's yeah. what you get in that day. And uh, welcome they get I mean, we don't have any whiny fucking shit. Get out of my <laughs> way. You know, so that, that's my attitude toward life. No, and I, I think you have to have that or, you know, I don't know. That it, it definitely helps one's blood pressure and it makes you be able to sleep a little bit more sounded, you know, at night. Um you know, that's what I say about integrity. If you don't have anything to worry about, you don't have anything to worry about. Yeah. Fuck whatever everybody else is thinking and doing. Just do your own fucking thing. Oh, yeah. And you'll let people say, you'll let people say, oh, well, that's him. <laughs> they don't even try to make you get in anymore. Once they know that you're genuinely fucked up, like people I worked for. Who knew I did shit my way and all? They said, oh, well, that's that's Patrick. Leave him the fuck alone. Because they knew on Friday everything would be what they wanted. They don't give a shit. You don't give a shit how I peel those fucking potatoes just so they're done by chow time. Right. So you tell me my task and you move the fuck along. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's great. Once they understand that you really don't give a shit, it's wonderful. Uh, I had an officer that found that out. And after he got through telling me what a no-good motherfucker I was and how much he fucking hated me and how many things he hated about me, and he said, and the thing I hate about you the most is your I-don't-give-a-shit attitude. And I was 19 at the time, and I said, oh, that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy. Then I knew what it was. And it was all through school the same way. Oh, we're going to keep you after school if you do that. I don't give a shit. Do you— I'm do so when you were 19, did you really not give a shit, or did you just get oh, have that air about you? I never gave a shit you. even before that, Perry. 
even before that, well, like they say, oh, there's a nice gold star for this one, and look at that. And, oh, you only got 60 on that test, Patrick. I was not there to excel. I was not there to compete with the other little fucking trippers. I was there just to put in my fucking time and get sprung. Yeah. And you know that. Every one of you were not big champs in school. George was kicked out for being such a motherfucker. <laughs> he, he, he played so much hooky, for Christ's sakes, that the truant officer thought I was his father and says, could, I was home on leave, and he says, could you get him to at least send in the, the absentee cards? <laughs> yeah, man, because school ain't what it's at. You, you guys all got educated in spite of school, I do believe. Right. No, I, I think you get educated in so many different ways, right? Oh, yeah. It's not you just like what you learn in school. It's, it's like we were just talking about uh, some of the stuff we write. It's not what you actually write and perform on stage. It's the shit that happens in between. Right. The real, the real you what that comes you, what out, you right? Talk the real about you. on stage mostly. What do you want to go around the table? But we got to go just to let you know in about a minute or so. But all right. Yeah. Well, me, so we, go ahead, Perry. What do you talk about on stage? What? Do, what? What is? Where's your? What do you write from? Where's your basis? What? Do you, what's most of the stuff your material's about? Uh, currently it's all about sex because that is what is truthful for me at the moment. Um, but you know, I really just write whenever I think about it. I can't just sit down and go, now right. it is time to write. I have Good to. Good for you, Perry. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah so that's. Writing the... should be like taking a shit. You, you, you either got to take a shit or you don't. You ain't going to yeah. sit on a fucking can and, and wait for a turd to happen. Exactly. It's, you know, it's writing is yeah. the same thing. So he, I, he does not. I think a shit. I smoke a half a joint at 630 in the morning and drink a little black coffee. And the next thing I know, I'm writing shit about, uh, you know, uh, things that I think that I see. And that's that's what you do. How about you, Mark? Um. What I talk about on stage is just a lot of personal shit, just stuff that I've that I've gone through, or things that I, you know, if it's anything from my girlfriend to my my family, um, be it going through being homeless, um, just how much of a motherfucker I was in school, you know what I mean? Just beautiful, yeah, just real stuff. That, real that, shit, yeah, because I think about. that's the most relatable, and that's what's going to come out the best. It's going to be the most natural, and I riff oh, a lot on I'm stage too. I'm so happy too. for the two of you, man. Thank you. Yeah, Thank no, you, I know with me, it's just whatever comes out of my brain. And I do, I, I believe in some disciplined writing, but you're right. It's more contrived when you're, you, when you're pushing that pencil for when there's a gun to your head, so to speak. Yeah. So it doesn't come out, but I mean, it comes out, but it doesn't come out. The best, the, when, my when best stuff really... is out of, out of just pure inspiration. That's when I tweet. I was talking about you guys tweeting and stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah. And guys, we got to go because I want to make sure we don't miss uh, the beginning yeah, of the show. Yeah, don't get into the other trip. But so here, check nice this. nice talking with all of you. Keep smoking, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> keep smoking, keep writing, keep performing, keep expressing yourself as free as fuck as you can. You guys, it's another Edge of Insanity. We love you. Um, for myself, Brandon, thank you, buddy. You're welcome. Oh, get yeah, closer. Brandon. Why is your, why is your mic Hello? There, try it again. Yeah.
Yeah, it probably got knocked off again. <laughs> See you guys next week. Yeah, yeah. so for myself, Thanks, for myself, Brandon, Perry, Mark, and uh, Christine, get better soon, okay? Yeah. All right. Um, we're out of here, Patrick. We're, we're always digging on you. Don't go away. We got Mike Spiegelman and that thing. But I'm ready for him. All right, there. Okay. And before bye that, bye, you guys. bye. And hey, just to leave, play a little bit of something that's about a minute and a half long. This is all about timing and delivery, and this is where he's talking about uh, comedy. Here's your little brother, uh, George Carly, here okay. on the edge. Until next okay. week, keep standing up, everybody. What is timing? Timing is just the, the sense of the, the correct way an idea should be conveyed. I mean, we do it, we do it in ordinary conversation, too. You know, you'll, you'll, say this, you'll say something to somebody, and you'll have a significant pause that you feel is necessary for the rest of the idea, you know, to, to, take, to take hold on the other. But you're trying to, we're always selling. We're always trying to convince or persuade in some way or another, even if it's just small talk. And so comedy's timing is, is important because there's all these people watching and you're on the tightrope, you know, and they all, you're only as good as the last five jokes that might have bombed. How does that differ from delivery? Well, I think there's some overlap between those two words, delivery and timing, because timing is part of delivery. Uh, delivery then has to do with a, a, a sense a sense of context, I think, with um, uh, knowing and owning, you know, the thing that you're going, that you're trying to tell them, so that um, your your cadence, your pitch, you know, all these things are just instinctive. No one thinks about them. George Carlin has a great delivery. You know exactly when to hit the word. You know when to exactly catch up the audience with your with your phrasing, mm. with your vocal pitch. So then it's a sense of expression. It's a sense of, of a heightened sense of expression that, that makes it 10 or 20 percent better than just if, if you didn't have that. Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th. 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. 
The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian Haight-Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics got to hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your spirit. Test, test, test. Test, test, test. Carl. Carl, you there? Oh, here I am. Yes, test, test. <sighs> trying to find out where the fourth mic, what the second mic is. So, uh, okay. uh, what I'll have you do is uh, I'm going to have you just talk. And that way, when it goes exactly to 5 p.m., and our actual podcast goes out. It's whatever you're okay. saying, and then I'll just interrupt you with the song, and I'll probably play okay. the, I'll play the promo. Yeah. And uh, and then we'll start the show. Okay. So Michael always asks me to do this, and I start telling some sort of story, and then I get cut off. That's right. So you, when uh, the show starts. So we have a minute and I'm a half. I'm going to do that this time. A minute and a half. Yeah. So I'm gonna, right. let me test the other mic. Okay. You're listening to the end. No. no. All right, hang on a sec. You're listening to the end of Paul Brumbaugh's Edge of Insanity podcast uh, here on Mutiny Radio 234. Hang on, let me try these other ones. Test, test, test. Test, test.
I heard that one. Uh, so there's one I'm just moving. Okay. To... All right, I gotta start the recording. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Michael Spiegelman has got to go. Hey, hey. 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 Ho, ho, ho. Michael Spiegelman. We're here in solidarity <laughs> to protest, Spiegelman. Protest. Protest, Spiegelman. I've yeah. done so many tests of Spiegelman. Down with I am Spiegelman. a pro. A protest. I bet you this is it. Protest. Test, test, testing. One, two, three, four. Ah! All right, Carl, get ready. Go ahead. Start talking. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Michael Spiegelman's got to go. Hey, hey. What do you say? Michael Spiegelman's bloody gay. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. How many hoes you know? Why do we gotta keep doing this? Option reads, get a girl that can do both. six o'clock it's uh one week uh not even till easter have you seen that vigilante man have you seen that vigilante man have you seen that vigilante man i've been hearing his name all over the land yeah, this week on Bug House Square. Well, what is a I don't know. I got I got some. Uh, I got a lot of contributors. Tell me what is a so we'll get into that. I got um, uh, some flea market finds. We'll get into that. Uh, it's gonna be a good show. I I I, I feel good about it. Rainy night down in the engine house. Sleep. Just as still as a mouse Man come along and chased us out in the rain Was that a vigilante man? Stormy days we'd pass the time away Sleeping in some good warm place Man come along and we give him a little race that a vigilante man preacher casey was just a working man and he said unite all you working men killed him in the river some strange man was that a vigilante man Shotgun in his hand, would he shoot 
his brother and sister down. I rambled around from town to town. I rambled around from town to town. And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle was that the vigilante men. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land.
blesses the boys as they stand in line. The smell of gun grease and their bayonets they shine. He's there to help them all that he can. To make them feel wanted, he's a good holy man. In the words that he said 